All right, here we go. Ready? Okay. You sure you're ready, Hassan? Uh, let me just text my mom real quick. <laughs> Are you recording? Yeah, I think we should be recording while he's texting his mother. Hey. Let me know when you're ready. And good. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast, a multi generational discussion of movies. Welcome to the party, pal. I'm Ralph Quartrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Hassan Hassan. And we have a special guest today, and that is Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. I'm a Whoa. national award winning writer. Awesome. What and can I'm we awesome. call you? You can call me Wojo. Excellent. Wojo, we got it. So today's movie has been chosen by our millennial Hassan. Hassan, what movie did you pick for us I two? picked uh, Cinema Paradiso. Um, did you want to redo that opening again? You didn't do a second take? No, I'm, that that's sure? recorded anyway. <laughs> and it's Paradiso. Cinema <laughs> Paradiso. Thank you. I'm sorry, my Italian's a little rusty. <laughs> it's been, it's been about, it's been about uh, more than 25 years since I've been to Italy. Wow. I'm 25 years old. <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. Uh, so, uh, so why don't you uh, uh, explain that, you know, not explain, but tell us what the movie, give us some little insight on the movie, and then we'll show a trailer just to get us into the mood. Yeah, uh, so this is the movie about uh, Salvatore Toto, uh, who's uh, a director, and he goes back and uh, back home to Italy, and uh, it goes, it's just like uh, reminiscing through his like boyhood and like adult life, like how he grew up in this uh, theater. A cinema. Cinema. Hence the name. C cinema Paradiso. What was the yeah. name of the theater? Uh, cinema Paradiso. <laughs> <laughs> Good. We almost got us on that one. Yeah. All right. So let's. So so it's a coming home. It's a coming home story uh, wrapped around in film. The it's also film. like a coming of age story because right? you. It's but both. it's like the thing is, it's because it's all in flashbacks. It's both. It's coming home and it's coming of age. It's, it's well, almost like the film we saw was mostly in flashbacks. Right. But we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll just saw a different film. Yes, I uh, did. The much longer. The very long. But we're we're primarily talking about the two-hour version, which is the one that won all the awards. Wojo saw the three-hour version, which, which is was, depressing and sad, and makes you hate one of the characters. Right. So, and was, and was by the way, done. spoilers all over the place. Sorry, <laughs> but if you haven't seen the film since 1989, then you need to get out. Yeah, you need to get out more and see Italian films. Uh, so yes, the, the two-hour version was cut after the three-hour version was too boring for everybody, and <laughs> the director hated making the cuts, and then it won all the awards. So having said that, we're just going to take a look at the preview, and then we'll move on. Twelve years ago, master filmmaker Giuseppe Tonatori won the Academy Award for Cinema Paradiso. Now Miramax Home Entertainment is proud to present Cinema Paradiso, the new version. This Miramax Collector Series DVD is digitally remastered, fully restored, and includes more than 51 minutes of never-before-seen footage. For those who've never seen it. For those who've never forgotten it. Discover what really happened to the love of a lifetime. I love this movie because uh, I, I love the cinema. I love the art of the cinema. And I love how this movie just like is in a time where this cinema is like is on the incline and like this isn't just like something people do as like a date night this is like something they do every night this is like how they pass time how they spend their days how it's they like, meet their wives how, how they, they meet their wives how they make love apparently <laughs> how they murder people <laughs> yeah. um and uh i also love that it combines the 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 history of cinema with the the kids uh life like it's it's a coming of age story and uh i love I, I love that i love like seeing him progress through life i thought the casting was amazing because i they the the progression was very smooth uh uh even in the end when you see the look on the director the guy's face when he's so old you could still see that like look when he first saw those scenes being taken out of the theater like when he was when he was a little boy 
Yeah, and, so it's a, and it's three stages of his life. Yeah. Him as a young kid, him as a teenager, I guess, and yeah. then him as the older, successful director of films. Mm. Um, the idea of community, you know, this is World War II, World War II Italy, so those, those well, post-World War II. Post, war post, so happened. everybody's ravaged. They, the community comes together every night for the, for the movies. Like I said, people are ma- meeting their wives. They're basically probably having, you know, well, you see the guy would be a couple having sex in the there's, theater. There's that. There's that prostitute that's in. That's more figures in the, the three-hour version than the two-hour version. Also, you you see that one couple where the guy looks up at the girl on the balcony, mm. and then later they're sitting together. Right. right. And then years later, they're, divorced, they're with a kid. Right. You know, <laughs> they right. have a little kid. Um, and the idea that um, this it's also a primer on film and film projection and film uh, how film went from because at one point there's a fire because the film is so flammable and he you know they give us a primer on how to project film and and that whole thing and that idea that thing that he does which i thought was just fantastic you know the idea is that the the whole like point of the movie was they're cutting out the the priest who runs the town basically is having the projectionist cut all the kissing scenes or any any (laughs) scenes that he finds immoral out of the film he does that thing where he rings the bell Mm -hmm. and the guy takes a piece of paper off the thing and he puts it in the reel and as the reel's coming yeah. around he can keep marked where that scene is and then he eventually ends up cutting it. So gracious of the priest to p- take that upon himself, you know, put I himself, put I himself think through the that. The priest owned the theater. I think the church owned the theater. Yeah, oh, is that true? Yeah. yeah so so was... the church owned it in the beginning, and that's why it was like regulated by yeah. the priest. But then, like after the fire after the happened, the, the, the guy that yeah, won the, the lottery right, bought, it. bought it. Right. Yeah. Which uh, at first, like, I was like, why did they put this guy winning the lottery in this? And then I realized that was because he's gonna buy it later. Um, and he's the one that decided to add in all the kissing and le- that led to adding all the sex and that led to adding all the kids jerking off in the theater. <laughs> no, we don't use the term jerking off. We call it Louis C.K. And- oh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, we, I shouldn't really get we a have name a, we have an ongoing, I don't know him personally. Uh, we all... We all take bets on how many times uh, Sean's going to bring up Louis C.K. in any podcast. (laughs) There you get the first one. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, it's uh, it is a coming of age, but it's also how the whole how the whole uh, town is dealing with the fact that fathers aren't coming home because the kid was had no father. Mm -hmm. So he looks up to this guy who's the projectionist. Uh, and his relationship with that. Yeah, Let's give the uh, names. It's, you know, Alfredo Alfredo. is the projectionist. And the kid's name was Toto. Toto. Right. Mm -hmm. But Salvadore. Um. Davida, Salvador Davida, and Al- Al- Alfredo. I don't think he's ever given. It. I don't know if he's given a last name, but it's it's the key relationship of the film for the most part. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, depending on what version you see. And <laughs> um, but this is a really a wonderful slice of life as a village. Even and one thing I loved about Italian fi- cinema, sixties, seventies, and even a later film like this is that you know oftentimes like Pasolini would shoot the film silent. He'd really that they because they were going to be voiced for the international market anyway mm-hmm. and they but they mainly picked a lot of great faces in the italian cinemas you know in fact you know the look was often you know more important than the talent and i think this is a film that there's a lot of people with a lot of great looks you just look at their faces and you like know the character just by looking at it but i have a question for hassan mm-hmm. did you watch it in english or did you watch watch it in italian i watched it in italian i watched it in italian every time this is actually the first italian movie that i saw and I always like talked about how much I would love to visit Italy and how like I like I just love the Italian language. But I've never actually it was until this movie that I realized, wow, like can't wait to visit Italy. Like for so real. You watched in Italian but didn't look at the subtitles or you 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 were there subtitles on what you watched? Or you just well, yeah. Watched it? You watch it with the subtitles. No, I just, I just I just uh, guessed what they were saying. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, well, I'm asking the question. So you didn't and, uh, watch in Italian. I watched, you were I watched, watching watched the subtitles. Okay. I watched it in Italian with, with subtitles. Because subtitles. Oh, I don't yeah. feel so bad now because I'm looking at the subtitles. But yeah. I mean, and your, your point about the faces, that, the corniness of this movie is how he lovingly looks at all the faces. Mm-hmm. And it's and the it's, corniness it's like it's, and nostalgia. It's yeah, it's all corny, mm-hmm. corny feel, nostalgia. But that's yeah, that's that's how you think of things when you think back. That's how you yeah. You but know. even if you look at like a Fellini film like Amarcord, which was also essentially about you know, I think that was pre-war, um, where it's a village essentially. You know, there's it's it has the same uh, kind of nostalgia and some cynicism in it too as well. You know, I mean. But so more cynicism, I suppose, in the old, the later version. But um, so, but I really love this movie. You know, I I know I didn't necessarily like Hassan's earlier pick of Birdman, but <laughs> Hassan has really redeemed himself in my eyes when when he picked this movie, and it's it's really funny because um, you know, I saw this film in the theaters. I, you know, I um, I saw it twice, like in two days, because um. I saw the film one, you know, I didn't know about the um, three hour version when I saw the film at the Charles Theater in Baltimore. Didn't know about the three hour version. And we went out afterwards and we were talking. It's like he sees the, and, and the person, one of the people says, he sees the girl at the end. I go, what do you mean at the end? He goes, during the credits. <laughs> during the credits, the last shot is him seeing the girl again. I'm like, what shot? So I went and saw the movie again and watched, you know, just to see the credits. I mean, I love the movie. I was glad to see it again. And you see him, he's like in a liquor store and he like turns around and he has like this the mm-hmm. adult um Toto and he has like this wide eyed look, but you don't they don't cut to the girl. They show an old picture of the girl from pre all the shots in that end title sequence were all from the movie that we saw, except that final shot where he's like in the liquor store and he turns around. Or bar mm-hmm. or I don't know what he was in. But um so I thought, Oh, that was cool. He actually sees the girl at the end. You know, I wonder what happened. Well, I guess we in the three-hour version, you'll find out. Yeah, you can ask me about what happened. What happened? <laughs> okay, it's well, not for, corny at all. Jim? Well, let, before we go there, let's. <laughs> well, I would say, unless um, unless Hassan wants to jump, basically, Toto as a boy, I guess he's probably about five or six years old when the film starts, mm-hmm. and it's it's probably like 1948 because he his father was still missing in Russia and the Russians kept the World War II prisoners for a really long time some didn't get released to their own countries until like the early 50s so it was not unusual to think that his father was still alive but um so he starts he has this relationship he loves the movies and he he really befriends the the um the projectionist who lets him up in the booth eventually and they become great friends and he's a mentor and so their relationship grows, and he teaches Toto how to work the projection, how to work the um, projectors, and all. And eventually, after a disaster, Toto becomes the fo- as even though he's a child, becomes the projectionist. And later, as a teenager, um, he still, you know, his, his, the projectionist is a father figure, and like, he falls in love with a girl, and he, um, Toto falls in love with this girl. That he starts taking movies of and all, and the romance that works out tragically in this version of the movie, and the girl just sort of like dumps him, and uh, Alfredo, the projectionist, just says, you know, um, Toto had just done his military service. Go to Rome. Don't come back here. Never come back to this town. You'll never accomplish anything here. You know, just move on. And he, and he's like, if you ever come back, don't talk to me. I don't want to see you. I don't. I don't want to ever talk to you again. I want to talk about you. You know, so it's he's like inspires the kid to go to um, Rome and he never comes back because the film opens in the present day where his mother, um, Toto's mother, is trying to reach him, you know, to tell him that Alfredo had died. And Toto's sister's like, oh, he won't remember. He won't care. He never comes back to the town. He hasn't been here in 30 years. Yeah, he hasn't (laughs) been here in 30 years. But, of course, you know, in the end of the movie, he does come back for yeah. Alfredo's birthday. And he stayed away. Not for his birthday. I mean, it's his, his birthday. <laughs> Sorry. His same thing, day. right? Happy birthday. Funeral, birthday, kind of the same. His death day. You know, so, um, you know, he comes back and he comes back to the funeral. And now he gets the full sense of nostalgia. And, I, you know, well, we are have spoilers. And and in, and in a great gift from his benefactor, his friend, his father figure, you know, as Hassan mentioned, that the priest would make him cut all the kisses out of the film, um, that um, Alfredo had cut them all together and put them on a reel and given them and had that reel given to um, 
Toto. you know, Toto after his death. Yeah. And Toto goes back to Rome and he finally sees all the kisses that had cut out. And it's a, and it's a great nostalgic moment, a great love of cinema moment. And I, well, that I would lo- love to see some of those films, you know, some of those Italian right. films. But also that, that love theme that comes up. Yeah. Is a famous, you know. A great score by Ennio Morricone, too. This is a really great sentimental score. And I know I cut many things in like the, when I was doing shows and editing. I've edited many things to that main theme. Well, that's what everybody remembers about the film is yeah. two things. The ring of the bell, cut them, and yeah. then the big scene at the end where he shows all the, all the scenes together as his last. And that's the tearjerker part of the movie. I mean, you, when you're watching it, that's what gets you. Now, the, the other stuff about the kind projectionist that helps him who goes blind from a fire, from film, yeah, right? The, the film, film blows up after he's projecting it in the, in the courtyard. Um, Which is a great scene, too. Great yeah. scene. Yeah. la finestra e guarda ragazzi mi Alfredo è bellissimo bravo Alfredo And then he goes blind from the fire, and now he can see more, right? That yeah. whole, I can see more. And which is why he's saying, just get out of here. Don't come back, because you'll never amount to anything here. And he was right. I thought yeah. that was great advice. Right? But man. if you watch the three-hour film, if things are a little dark. Lord Joe can tell us. <clears throat> what's that? What's his name? The, the projectionist's name? Alfredo. I never remember. Alfredo had a different... He, he, <clears throat> he did something else to him that also affected his life. Well, and... I'm not sure how much I mean I know there were certain parts that I saw in the in the three hour version, but part of it was um so Toto comes back to town, so we're talking you know two thirds of the way through the three hour film he comes back in for Alfredo's funeral, and he sees Elena, yeah. And actually, he looks her up. Elena, he wait a second. Elena is the girl that broke his heart. Right. Young, who would like right. abandon him. He could never his hear from her again. crush. Right. Yeah. Um, but what actually happens is he he calls her up and she picks up the phone and she he, he saw her with um, in the car with his best friend or a friend of his. The kid, okay. the kid that the chalkboard, the nun kept hitting him on the chalkboard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, OK. That's who yeah. she okay. ends up. That's oh, who she ends up marrying. That's fantastic. That's yeah. what? And, yeah. This movie is just getting better and yeah. better. And the girl he sees is their daughter. Who looks just like yeah because it's the same actress right, yeah. right. same actress but it's but it's in the movie right. it's her daughter right. he and he, sees... she ends up marrying that guy that kept getting his head because he, well, yeah. he didn't know five times five yeah. right right twenty five remember and that then, and, she and kept then he gets Christmas right. yeah Macaulay. <laughs> right. so so he he calls her and she says I, I don't want to see you because he says let's get together blah 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 I don't want to see you you know. And then they wind up getting together, and then they go out. So and she rejects him when he first makes his first overture to Yes. And then um, because she's got two kids, she's married, you know. So then they meet up. They get together. They're in this car parked. It looked like it was at some sort of dock or something. I don't know. Um, they wind up having sex. But before then, which you don't see. In the it's car? just alluded to. Yes. Salvatore. I know. Toto. 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 So what happens is, though um, – she here's she tells him first that Alfredo had said to her she had gone to because he says um, uh, to Elena Toto says to Elena well you never came for that date like when he was waiting for the yeah. bus that yeah. she was supposed to show up at the cinema before he went into the army before that he went into the army for ten days which turned into over a year yeah. and she said I did show up. I came late because she had an argument with her father and her parents didn't want her with him. So she got to the cinema late mm. 
and Alfredo was still there running the movie, which how he was doing that, I don't know, because he's blind at this point, but whatever. <laughs> um, and she said, and Alfredo told her, you, you have to let, you have to, you have to leave him, let him go. If you don't, he will stay here. If he goes, he should be a, a famous director. He should be, this is what he should do. But if you stay, if you stay with him, he will never leave here. And he will never pursue what he really should do. Well, Toto didn't know this his whole life. I mean, the rest of his life. He had no idea. He just thought... He his, thought it was her. His father left. figure. His, exactly. No. His father figure. And because Alfredo was blind, um, Elena said, you know how they would... Um, post all the receipts from all the movies canisters mm. all over the walls well she wrote a note to toto and posted it up there which basically said meet me here or call my friend's house and she'll get in touch with me and we can potentially run away together we'll figure it out blah 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 alfredo didn't tell him about the note alfred nothing so i get this whole other um, side of alfredo which makes me not like alfredo except, i wanted to like alfredo except he wasn't wrong yeah, he had to let go. If of he his had past. stayed, he was right. No, if he yeah. had stayed, and what I about understand the... that it's, it's kind of like you know <laughs> behind the back, sinister. But he was right. But it yeah, was he really... doesn't have to. He's playing God in Toto's That's life. The thing. Well, That's the sure. thing. It really was Toto's choice. And then at the end, and then so he sleeps with Elena. Did you see the three-hour version? I didn't see the three-hour. version. Okay, so he sleeps with Elena. Then he calls her and says, "We we have to you know let's let's figure something out." And she said, "No." You know, she said last night was like a dream. Just let it be. We have to go on with our lives, blah, blah, blah. And he is just crushed all over again. Mm. So the point is, I, I understand where you're coming from, Ralph, that, yeah, if he hadn't left the town, he wouldn't have become the director. But it comes down to it really should have been his choice. Right. But he comes I back and he comes back in the two hour version and he sees the cinema all like at ruins and everybody's like older everybody's age, and like, right? yeah yeah he kind of has this look on his face like it's all would. like it's all past him now and the crushing down of the cinema paradiso is like him letting go letting go because yeah. he oh, looked he had this, can i can i have a, <laughs> he I have had a this look on his face that he was like that he was about to buy it or something and then repurpose or like well, does bring that it come back before? for a second. That's what I was about to ask. Does the fin cinema come down before or after he has sex with Elena? After. Okay. But mm. right before they knock it down. But she's not in the he, audience when they knock the theater down. She's not there with him. Because no. I didn't see you know, no. spotters. Um, her daughter was. And okay. her daughter's laughing. Okay. And um, but, but one of the things that happens in the three-hour one is Toto runs back to the theater after Elena tells him, I put that note up, and he's ripping down all these, um, all the receipts oh, off yeah. the wall, and there's dust, and he's, he finds the year of the one, and he's looking through it, and he finds her note. Wow. And it's just even more crushing to him, because again, you're right. He wouldn't have gotten, he wouldn't have become the director. He wouldn't have, well, we don't know if he But that was left. the love of his life. That's the one thing. That's that he, the one bottom And he's looking line. at her in the Because he's never film. married, as the mother says. Right. Every right. time she calls, her, right. a different there's girl. There's a different yeah. girl. Right. Yeah. And she can tell that there's no love in their voice. So no matter, right. uh, all the success, he's never going to be happy because he lost exactly. the love of his life. Exactly. Happiness is end, overrated, honestly. What? Happiness is overrated. You're too young to say that. When you're my age, you can say that. So does the scene at the end with the kissing scene ends both movies? right yes so uh, yeah so does that does that make it more poignant or less poignant seeing the kissing scene at the end of the for me i didn't find it as poignant as i think i would have if i had seen the shorter one because they you know you already find out alfredo betrayed him so to speak he's not gonna hook up with the love of his life because she's moved on he's depressed he goes back to rome all these people are telling him you know the woman's telling him well you know um you've won an award we found out blah 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 and he just looks so despondent so even from my perspective watching that part of it and watching him get choked up i couldn't have the oh. feeling that i would have had it's funny yeah. if well. i hadn't seen what alfredo had done well here's the thing because the kissing and the film is the culmination of the relationship between Alfredo yeah. mm -hmm. and Toto. Right. But 
now that you now that the relationship with Elena plays out, suddenly the relationship with Toto and Alfredo is in a sense a little secondary and it's darker. It makes exactly. Sense. I mean, he's Alfredo looking at it is. differently. He's up there going, "What you know?" It's a whole different take yeah. on his because you're looking at his reaction to the film. Yeah. As right. a movie watcher, I'm watching that Toto look at the screen with his yeah. now. Between the two versions, it has two totally different. Could exactly. be two totally different from, meanings. I would think from the version you all watched, it would be more nostalgic. happiness, oh, yes, I nostalgic. Yes, where the See one that I watched, he's, angry. What did he's he do? all choked up. I saw and the exact because... same look on his face as when he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, uh, looking at those and, clips, and but I did I could not. See, I saw it as he was him, upset at right. what he had lost. Right. I could yeah. see him looking at it after that happening and thinking, "Wow, all this time you've just been editing all this, uh, all these clips instead of giving me this one note." That and, yeah, I instead of giving me some real me sex, that she didn't <laughs> leave me. Yeah, you know, and they even made a remark like, "We never slept together back then, but we did yeah. last night." And you know, ding, ding, ding. So, so well, I a, would. Is that a, is that a, Name? Well, okay. I think every time we mention him having sex with Elena, we've <laughs> why don't we just ring throughout the whole podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, no the... one's doing any name drops. This reminds me of like <laughs> when I was a unread. little girl and you went up to the meat counter and yeah. Yeah. well, that's yeah, you know, well, it's the same thing. But yeah. you're well, taking yeah. away the power of the bell if we ring it every Here, time. Here's, yeah. here's another question because um, it's funny that this is coming up because I, when I watched the film uh, Tuesday night and I watched it with my wife, we had seen it before. First, we watched, and I watched it twice. First in Italian, then in English. Oh, well. Wow. Wait, English know. dubbed? Yeah, they dubbed the English. Yeah. Oh, I can't do that. dubbed English? That. that gets on my nerves. I'd rather do something. It was too late at night for my wife everybody. to watch in the Subtitles. <laughs> Subtitles. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's so funny that, because we had seen this movie before when we were taking Italian lessons, my wife and I. But mm -hmm. when, Alfred, when Alfredo's wife tells him his last words was, never tell him, mm -hmm. my wife turned to me and she says, what's that about? And mm -hmm. the thing is, I had seen the movie in the theaters before, and that didn't strike me as anything. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, yeah, what is that about? And then you look at the scene when he's watching Elena on his old projector on the 16 millimeter, mm -hmm. and his mother's looking at the door, and the mother is very sad. The mother looks guilty. I saw that. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting there thinking, and those two little things made me think, I'm missing something here, mm -hmm. well, you know. Things, and, but I didn't. It didn't strike me when I first saw the th movie in the theater twice. It did not. Neither. Well, of those because you were seeing the two-hour version. There's a reason. Yeah, but right? what yeah. I'm saying is, it's funny that I, I watching it this week. It's before all before I even knew that right. there was a three-hour version. I sensed mm -hmm. that there was some that we're not seeing the whole story here. Well, so when, did the mother were there? Did the mother know? The mother had to know because Elena lived in the town. Well, when he said never tell him, I thought. I thought Alfredo meant never tell him that I died because he didn't want him coming back at all. You see, I think that's probably what I thought when I originally saw the film, but it didn't strike me that way this time. Also, I wasn't sure if the person in the doorway was uh, Alfredo's wife or his mom because yeah. they looked. Pretty... It was his mom. Okay, both of them because he was in his childhood bedroom. Yeah. By the way, Toto's no, mom beat he the wasn't crap in it when he was looking at, yeah. the, at the film of Elena. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. That, that poor kid was getting beat. Yeah, he was. She'd slap him in just the weirdest yeah. way possible. You should have seen the way my mom hit me. Really, that was Same. nothing. <laughs> but she wasn't hitting him with the hand. She's hitting him with the the arm and the elbow. Yeah. It's like she's she was hitting him like a girl. You know, like you know. So. All right, I'm out of here. But first, I'm going to beat the crap out of all of you. She's going to pull our hair. You well, one me. of the reasons Wojo is here is because I put the podcast, the uh, first podcast up, and she goes, what you guys really need yeah. is a we woman know. on there. We well, yeah. what I said is, oh, Same. where's the female perspective? Yeah. And I was just being a smart aleck. I really yeah. didn't expect to get invited, but hey. You uh, we know. can't get anybody to come on with us. This, yeah. You're the first. That's awesome. Maybe well, now. No, I told, maybe I told, her, about I told her about <laughs> No, because I'll tell everybody. They <laughs> made me watch the three-hour version, and it was totally made depressing. You. But you asked me, did his mom... Mom, no. In the three-hour version, they didn't allude to the fact that she knew that. She expressed, probably longer than in the two-hour version, her disappointment for him and mm -hmm. said, you never found love, you never... And she did talk about, you know, I pick up and I pretend that I recognize these women's voices and know who they are. And, and she said, that makes me sad for you. You know, but they never did say if his sister found anyone. Well, yeah. Elena, yeah. Well, the sister seemed to be living at home with mom. Exactly. But it seems Elena lived in the town, so the mother would yeah. have known who she was. She, well, mother would she have wouldn't, known she But she really. wouldn't have known necessarily what Alfredo did. Yeah, she wouldn't necessarily know that, but she would know, like, 
And I don't think Toto would ever ask about her. But you know Toto I mean? hadn't talked to her for 30 years. Or well, no, been... no. He would talk to her. Oh, but he she talked would go, to her. He would never went to town anytime oh, right, she needed right, to right, see right, him. Right, right, right. And also, he yeah. bought that nice house that they were living in because yeah. he's saying, yeah, we did this. Anytime she needed to see him, she went to, um, right. went to Rome. Right, yeah. right, right. So, he, you know, he had a relationship with her. He just didn't have a so, relationship Right, with and she town. probably didn't bring up Elena because, you know, by that time... By Ooh, the time she yeah. came back, exactly. Would she, you know, t- put the knife in and twist it a little bit? You know, no, that would be Alfredo. No, just <laughs> well, the other thing they didn't the, the three that was in the three hour version as opposed to the two hours. So he has he goes in the confessional booth with Elena. Mm-hmm. That was in the two hour, right? But he says, uh, "I'm nervous because this is my first time." Yeah. In the three hour version, the prostitute takes care of that. Before he yes. meets Elena. Really? Yes. I didn't yes. know that. Yes. Oh. Yes. When in the movie does a prostitute take care of that? Um, Somewhere he, in the three hours. Before he goes to war. Before he goes in the service. So really? He's already dating Elena. And before he Elena. really meets, meets Elena. He's not dating oh, okay. the prostitute. He no, just he's just... No, no. What I'm saying is he... Can I say so, screw? It's too late. I yeah, you said it. Okay. Yeah. That's not, that's not safe We're for assuming, I'll, never, I'll never be invited back <laughs> on here We're assuming that's what he did. No, so oh, essentially no, they before oh, they did, they showed you what he did. <laughs> oh, okay. So this before he started dating Elena, because she was even making comments. She said, "Now you're a man," and she said, "Actually, you're a bull." And I was like, "Oh, oh ew, see, but. that's what I mean. Such Italian, <laughs> Salvatore, <laughs> Salvatore. Well, because he had, I don't know if this He's was in the Ferdinand. three hour. Did you see? Was in the? I mean, in the two hour. Was it where? Um, the guy who in the theater tried to have two theaters at once was that in the yes. two hours? Yeah, but but yeah. They, there was some in they the had... three hour. There was some sex thing going on with that, right? Didn't, and it's no, not, not, in no, hour? not in the two okay. hour. Okay, so the the other guy who's working with Toto at the other theater, like he'd take the, the first reel yeah. mm-hmm. and ride yeah. the bike, and he would exchange the reels, and he wasn't getting back. So Toto goes out for him because everyone's like. Screaming, oh. yeah, yelling, you know, that and everything. scene in this version ends with them before they get the um, second reel. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, what in happens is Toto gets on the bike and starts riding across the countryside, and he sees the friend's bike in the reel laying in the grass. And he goes over, and somewhere down there, the guy is sleeping, is having sex with a prostitute. And he doesn't say, like, go away. He's like, ah, this is really great, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, seriously? <laughs> Is- it is Italian. And I think that's the guy that ends up marrying his old the girlfriend. That's the guy that oh, gets... Oh, ooh, really? Yeah, I think so. That's the kid okay. on the bike. He marries Elena? Okay. Oh. Yeah, and the guy that's politics. getting his... Yeah, you're right. right. He becomes a politician. Right. Yeah, and his father uh, was a policeman and said, I want you to course, be... Of course, those yeah. politicians. All right, so all this sex and all... The, here's what I got out of this film. My simple brain <laughs> gut. That what this showed me is how important movie theaters were to everybody. The, the, the mm-hmm. community, when you, when you go see a movie in a situation like that, a comedy, whatever it is, if you're, in a, if you're in a movie theater, it takes on a whole different feeling than if you're sitting here watching it at home, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can remember every important movie in my life, I know the theater I went and saw it at. I'm sure you, you do it all the time in your blogs. You're constantly telling us where. And I think that's what this evoked for me was, okay, it does show how important film is to people, movies. And how it affects your whole life. And I can remember exactly where I was sitting when I saw Jaws for the first time. Whatever the movie is, you pick the movie. I know where it was. Whether it's a drive-in movie theater or whatever the theater is, I can tell you exactly where I was on that day Same when here. I saw that movie. And that kind of, obviously, that's the, you know, the overall thing in this one. And the he meta really, thing. he hit it hard with the kids masturbating in the front. The Louis the, C.K.ing. The, okay, there's two. The mafia guy who gets killed in the middle of a movie. I mean, that guy, I thought he had a yeah. heart attack. No, somebody killed him. Yeah. He had a knife. No, yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, because yeah. there they was a backfire the gun. on yeah. the screen. Yeah. They showed they the gun. shot him at right. the same they time. For the, oh, the man, backfire. I have missed everything. Yeah. <laughs> How many times have I seen this yeah. film? So <laughs> there's all this stuff going on in that movie theater uh, that affects everybody. Yeah. And I just walked away. You know, all that other stuff. And the thing at the end with the... the, the when he puts all this stuff together, just yeah. that's when I was gone. Yeah. See, I wish I had seen the two hour because I didn't come away with that. Right. Well, I came away with uh, more of the betrayal and the loss of love and the the sadness of the whole thing. You know, and, and like I said, when he was choked up in the theater, I was seeing it as he lost his love, he got betrayed by his friend. You know, I don't, I'm happy. <laughs> I don't believe that he didn't fall in love once since Elena. That doesn't. That doesn't really well, fly we're with me. His like, mother's word for it. Well, suppose like Mama knows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why? If you lost the love of your life and you're always trying to attain, 
you know, it's and it's you're never going to get it like yeah. like like chasing the dragon, they chasing call the it dragon or whatever addiction. it is. I mean, I can see that. And it's funny how it takes a totally different feeling on that end scene just from, you know, a couple of scenes that he added. Yeah. Well, just, you know, it's just structurally. I mean, because it, it's resolving the, you know, the end of the film should be the one that was the most emotionally important to him. And I guess Toto and Alfredo was. But. By adding this third act complication like that, it, it really threw the balance of what, what we experienced as a two act film, mm-hmm. you know, as a, you know, as a two hour film. It really, you know, it really, I'm glad I didn't see it. I was going to say, I would highly recommend if you want to like this movie, don't <laughs> watch the three hour version. Seriously. Yeah. Well, obviously that's what happened because like I said, he put it out first, right. the three hour, nobody mm-hmm. liked it. Yeah. So they made him cut it down. He and it was an autobi- autobiographical film for him, too, he said. Yeah. It was highly autobiographical. So can you imagine trying to cut that stuff out? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was painful. And then it goes to Khan and wins that. Then it wins the Oscar. What's yeah. he going to say now? Yeah. <laughs> right? he was, yeah. He you was idiots. A, yeah. <laughs> so, but it does show you how it can change the whole tenor of the film. Yeah. Um, and people's experience with that film. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you had a completely different experience than us who exactly. saw the two-hour. Um, and knowing that other stuff, even... Knowing that shades how I'm watching it now. Yeah. That it, you know that Alfredo was going to pull this off. And the way he's looking at that screen at the end takes a whole different meaning for me if I think he's upset that Alfredo did that, not that he's watching this missing right. Alfredo. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So, exactly. And like I said, I didn't know until this morning yeah. that, that there was a two and a three hour version. So. I well, know. I, didn't, I didn't know that the three hour version was readily. Um, that was what readily. was at the library, so that's what I got. So. Wow, you have a pretty good library. I think you got Spanish Prisoner. No, you found that one. No, I oh sorry, that. I couldn't. I don't find know that. of any other. I don't know of any other film. I don't doing. know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, for instance, <laughs> but uh, I tell you what, I really love this movie. Um, we had a local theater here, um, just a couple blocks from where I live, called the Arcade, and. I think the I think the first film I saw was not at the arcade. It was the Jungle Book, the original release. So it was at sixty five. And but by the time I was probably eight years old, my mother has let me go to the movies alone, you know. So I mean, mm-hmm. I spent a vast amount of time at the arcade. I mean, that was like my home away from home. It's probably why I'm in the film business. So I mean, that really resonated to me, you know. Um, am I? Am I? What talking? the film business? Well, now oh. we're going to ring the film business. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I thought it was motioning for me to get closer no, to the mic. Enough with the bell. No, no, <laughs> the bell no, no. But what I'm saying, you know, so this was this was great and. My sorrow when the theater first closed, you know, they, it, you know, our theater here was always a second-run theater. So when my parents wanted to see a new movie that was coming out, we would go to the Timonium Drive-In, which was a first-run theater, and wow. we'd see it there. And then it would show up down here in Hamilton about, like, eight months later, wow. you know, because the theaters had a more um, platformed release back then. So I would see it there. We'd see the new Planet of the Apes films, and eight months later, we'd see them here. And the, the movie experience was so much different back then in the neighborhood theaters. There were a lot of double features, you know, like the arcade. You know, I see the crowded theater in Cinema Paradiso on, like, Halloween Day. would always show the movie Des- the, um, Destroy All Monsters, you know, with, like, all the Godzilla and all. And it would show it for free. And the theater would be so packed wow. that... It was a fire threat because people would be in every seat and up and down the aisles sitting in the thing and then wow. in the front before there. And it was such a it was such a great experience. One one night they one day they showed six films and um oh and gosh. they were all horrible. A couple of them ended up on Mystery <laughs> Science Theater. But this was part of the great experience. So that you know, the great experience of film and that's what spoke to me. But also the Elena relationship, you know, the way he stood out in front of the house, um stalking you know, her. That was dumb. You, you announced Shooting it. her, it was, yeah, with the Well, I did something similar with backlit, my... She backlit beautifully, but... I did something <laughs> similar to my first girlfriend. Um, I didn't stalk her, but... Similarly a stalker. Well, no, I am not <laughs> confessing to stalking, but, but, you know, she lived across the street from... I was extremely shy as a kid, and, um, <laughs> you know, it's hard to believe now. <laughs> but I used to walk by her house every day for, like, two years. You know, it wasn't like I was looking at her windows or everything, but like once once a month she'd be out front or something and we'd talk, you know, or she'd just wave and I'd wave back. And But, you know, but eventually, you know, I kept walking by her house until she essentially asked me out. So, you know, it took years to do that. <laughs> there was a story Alfredo told him about, about the soldier the, uh, that stood outside for 
what, 99 99 nights? days out of 100. Yeah, out of 100. And I don't think he actually grasped the full story because I feel like the theme of the story was on the 99th day, the soldier realized this isn't worth it. I don't need the 100th day. Like, I'm not going to oh, put myself wait. through this just so I could, like, for someone that's not willing to give me uh, the time of day or the time of 100 days. And and that's why he left on the 99th day. And I don't think Salvatore grasped that idea. Yeah, and he, he, he threw that. You know, he made that as a decision, you know. He took that as a positive thing because he essentially offered. Yeah, he was offered. like, "I'll stand yeah, out that. every night." <laughs> yeah, I'll so stand. He, he didn't, he, didn't he do that with her? He was waiting yeah. outside. Yeah. yeah, he was waiting outside until they but, wiked the window almost open and then it closed yeah. on New Year's. Yeah. And he was but the outside. point was what that you should just go, just go. Don't wait ninety nine days. Don't wait one day. Yeah, no, nothing's worth it. Get out of here. Is what I don't understand. You know, but was that the part because Alfredo did not explain that to him. He told He's, the story as if he didn't know what the moral of the story was. Well, why would? Isn't that what the point of those stories? Well, are? you see yeah, that a lot out. in Italian films where people tell stories and then someone else figures it out later. There's yeah. a reason for it, though. Yeah. I mean, like that. Well, at least that's the that's the thing I got from it, and I think it ties in with what he said about uh, you have to get out of here. Like, yeah. well, I think like, that was his point. Yeah, it's like it's not worth waiting. You need yeah. to go. You're on to bigger and better things. And I um, that's something like I fantasized about all the time. Was just, like just leaving and like. Like leaving home, essentially, I always feel like that's what you need to like to grow, to expand. It's just like you gotta leave your safety net, you gotta leave your hometown, kind of thing. How's that going now? You know, it's, it's going <laughs> you have to leave scheduling. That's why I said I fantasize about it. Okay. Well, I, I will say that I have lived within about a half a mile my entire life, within different houses within a half a mile a year. So, but I do. But I have seen the world, <laughs> and I have worked in New York. I've worked in Los Angeles, but. I always come back here to uh, that, that what's the name of the same uh, Gian. Uh, it's not Giancarlo. That's a name, but it was close to it. I forgot what the name of the town was that he was in. And really, technically speaking, they're not Italians. They were Sicilians. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, exactly. some people in Italy view that as a distinction. <laughs> we'll we'll uh, go back in and edit the Italian to Sicilian. <laughs> Well, what I, you know, it's funny because I'm Italian. I, have, I should know this. I have no clue what you're talking about. No, um, a lot of you know, there's a lot of provincial <laughs> rivalries no. in Italy. And one thing, I'm, I'm, one of my cousins is a, a film is in the film business in Italy, and I'm going to have to ask him by looking at the film when they're talking in that film. Are they talking in classic Italian or are they talking in a um, Sicilian dialect? Mm. You know, because even in the village where my people are from, the older people speak with in the local dialect, mm -hmm. but they, you know, they teach the classic mm -hmm. Italian in the schools. So and when I was in Italy and I went to a town in the north with one of my cousins who could had pretty good grasp of Italian. You know, we were in this village late at night kind of trapped and um, that person could not understand her Italian. He could not understand hers. Yeah. And they and uh, this is Denise. You know, Denise. Yeah. My cousin. yeah. 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 And she ended up having to speak to the guy in French. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, I was going to say I studied French all through college. And so when my husband and I, if we watch French films, this is where it's paid off people. Okay, listen. Yeah. All right. My seven semesters of French. This is what it's paid off. When we watch a French film and the subtitle comes up every once in a while, I'll say, that's not exactly what they said. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I'm took sure three I took lot. three years of German, German, and then I found out about the Holocaust. I'm like, yeah. Maybe I'll give up on this language. <laughs> you know. Boy, the Germans are bastards, weren't they? You know, so. Who taught German? They taught German in I high school? Well, in my high school, they, you could either take Spanish, French, or German. And they're like, Spanish is the easiest. French is the hardest. I'm like, well, I don't want to go for the easy one. But I should have <laughs> talked to Spanish because that's essentially the same as Italian. And so I took the German. It seemed to be... Um, the middle road. The most beautiful language oh, in the world. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I had an aunt from Thailand, and she said the beautiful thing about Thai is you couldn't spit in the language while you're talking, even if you tried, because of the way you formed the words. And, but she hated being in Germany. She goes, because they spit everything they say. They're spitting on you. You know? <laughs> they I do that they on purpose. You know, Germans, they just might have been spitting on her. No offense to um, Al. Who's in Germany? Who just came back from Germany. Who just came back from Germany. I did. See, yeah, I like to say that German is a beautiful language if yeah. spoken properly. But if you're going guttural and rolling the R's, you know, it might not sound so pleasant. Yeah, so that mic sounds awful. Some people, 
Some people a, might end up with is water. Is that Mike German? Yeah. It's an unpleasant microphone. You said that. I was thinking. <laughs> I know enough German to embarrass people. I have one question, and I don't yeah. know if this was in the uh, this is probably in the two hour version. Um, he talked about um, Alfredo. I think talked about how film, how the film changed. Um, because he had Toto, he said, which side has the gelatin? Yeah. And Toto mm, licks it. it. Yeah. And, you know, okay, great. Um, but one of the things he said was, now the film will no longer catch Oh, it had to be after the fire. Yeah. Now the film will no longer catch on fire. But I'll tell you, in 1995, because I have a really weird good memory, my husband and I were over at White Marsh Movies, mm-hmm. and the film caught on fire. And we got to see the thing melt away from the center. And then it took them like half an hour to fix things. And then they gave us free passes to see the movie again, which we that's I think did. that is different than the way film used to catch on fire. If you watch oh, okay. uh, if you watch Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. there's a whole mm-hmm. thing about how film used to be made with nitrate. I think yes. it is, yeah, nitrate. and oh, it's, okay. it's so flammable. It's like oh it catches, okay, right. Okay. They wouldn't even let, according to that movie, they wouldn't let guys who were carrying rolls of film get on trolley cars in San Francisco because <gasps> wow. they were worried about them catching on fire. That's different than a film burn, which is probably right. what you saw. Right, right. But so that's what he was saying. That's I have I, to say, it was worth the price of admission. It was really cool. It's cool to, to see, see but yeah. then you have to sit and wait for them to splice it back together, get yeah, it back but, in the projector. You know, it's funny. Like they give you, they give you a pass. But one thing, you know, you you don't do. I I used to, you know, in the mall theaters, you I don't I don't know if you're allowed to do it, but we used to just sit and watch a film twice. Or, mm-hmm. you know, we'd get there late and then mm-hmm. just and then they'd start it and you'd watch the beginning of it again or something. I think and that's all. They don't point. let you do that anymore. They actually have <laughs> there's security guards that walk around now to yeah. see if you're going to sneak from one yeah. movie to another. Yeah, but I, I think you should lot. be once you pay, you should be able to see it. I, uh, there was like a couple as many of days times as you when want. I was younger mm-hmm. where I would go to the theater and I would just jump from one movie to another. I think I saw like three movies in a day. A couple of times, and then I realized it's uh, about uh, six hours of my life right there. <laughs> well, I well saw the... spent, Hassan. Well <laughs> spent. Six the... hours of movies for yeah. uh, eight bucks. Yeah. yeah. Well, well I, I didn't pay that, but I saw the when the last Batman came out, they did that special where they showed all three movies back to back. It was awesome. And that's like <laughs> nine hours because those movies are long. It was two and a half eight. each, right? Something yeah. like that, two hours. So it was great. Um, uh, and and I don't do that very often, but that was a that was a fun night. I so. grew up in in Highland Town, the area of Highland Town now called Brewer's Hill. Yeah. So I used to go. I know it means you can tack a hundred grand onto it. Anyway. Exactly. You I know, Highland Town doesn't Town. exist anymore. Everything's either Brewer's Hill or Canton. Yeah. yeah. Or Greek Town. Yeah. Is this Baltimore? You guys? Are yeah. Talking? Yes. Okay. Yes. It's like this Baltimore. working class neighborhood where they're giving like higher class names to it so that they can charge more for oh they're houses. selling there's well that's a whole other that's a whole other podcast called selling your home <laughs> yeah. but um i i would go to the grand theater which yeah. was so gorgeous i was so heartbroken when they knocked it down even though they built a wonderful library there yeah. on the whole block but I had fr- at one point when I was in high school, we had friends who worked there. So the guy at the ticket booth knew us, the two managers knew us, the people who were. So we would just get in for free all the time, and we would go up on the balconies. I don't even know if any movie theaters have balconies anymore. Those were the best. And and we could just I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and you could just see it from a whole different from different perspective. Yeah, the Uptown Theater still has balconies on Connecticut yeah. Avenue. I used to like. Yeah. That's a nice theater. Store. I love the Uptown. I would literally drive down from Baltimore to see a film, a nice widescreen movie yeah. at the Uptown. That's a nice place to see it. You know, it's it's that's weird. You know, it's like I've driven to New York to see movies. You know, well, um, that's what I'm saying. That's what this movie evoked for me is how important the movie theater experience is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and was because that's how they got their news too. If you notice in some of those clips, they were showing the news clips that were coming about the war. Yeah. That they didn't want to see, right? right. They're yeah. going to get through this. Let's right, go. Let's right, get to the right. comedy. Do whatever. Um, and that's how before before even our my generation, they were going to the movies to see newsreels because they didn't yeah. have televisions. Yeah. Time, television. So there was a shared experience. You go out once radio. a week, whatever it was. I oh, mean, did they talk about that? In the did they show that transition in the two hour version where they went from? At one point in the cinema, they were kind of watching news. The beginning of TV. Showing it in the cinema. Yeah. No, they, no, they, they mentioned they even it. they talked about it. At the procession at the end, when they're walking to when the theater gets demolished, they talk about how television, the guy who bought the theater, mm-hmm. who was yeah. now there when he was older, right. said, yeah, television, television and all that kind of stuff. But nobody comes to the movies anymore. Oh, so wow. they reference it in that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you mean by autobiographical yeah. for your director, because he was basically saying, look, TV killed the movies. 
But you never yeah. know. He may have had a romantic relationship like that, too, because he was loath to cut that stuff out. Right. Well, that's saying, well, autobiographical. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe there was that perfect woman. Blue-eyed. Blue-eyed woman. Those blue-eyed ones are always the trouble. Right. I'm glad that I got to talk with you guys about the two-hour version because it makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. About... Well, <laughs> like, I'm the only one who hated this film that everyone <laughs> <laughs> Well, and, and like I said, I, I would not watch the three-hour. Not because it's three hours. Just I because of this whole... I kind of want to watch the three-hour version. Uh, just, I don't know. Uh, I was going to buy it, and then I'm like, you know, no, I just, I like these characters. Get it from the library. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. What get library? It from... Perry Hall? Um, is... No, I got it from White Marsh. Okay. I'll be taking it back. Way. The DVD <laughs> I had had both versions. Oh, it did? Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, Ooh, and I, picked the, I picked the, no, it's a DVD. <laughs> right. I picked the <laughs> two-hour. The original theatrical, well, obviously yeah. not the original, the theatrical release that made the Oscar and all that. But I think what you've brought up a couple times about the how cinema impacts our lives. I remember Who sitting... doesn't think cinematically? Like, I know. Think yeah. of, I think we think cinematically. Well, because right? how many times have you said to a friend, and all of a sudden, this, this strange thing happened in my life, and I felt like, you know in the movie when they zoom in, you know, yeah. when something happens? <gasps> but Exactly. <laughs> um, but I remember going to the senator years ago with my husband, and we watched Avalon. They had a special showing of I it. I might have been there, that show. And and we were wa- – I, I get chills thinking of it because it, part of it was filmed at the senator. So we were watching the part where the kids are all in the senator watching a movie. Mm, yeah. So I'm sitting in the senator watching a movie of kids sitting in the senator watching a movie. Yeah. It was just it was just That's cool. That's awesome. You know what was weird? That's you know, meta. This is – let me, let <laughs> me name drop a, a film um, by director Clay Valente little red was actually <laughs> shot here at my house and uh, there's a scene where the people see that their son had been killed on the news the, the mother and sister are sitting in here and then we're watching the movie <laughs> and we're sitting on the same sofa <laughs> watching <laughs> oh, the same weird. television <laughs> and you know people if you ever get the opportunity to have a movie shot in your house don't mm. so hassan is this a, a film school uh, movie or this when did was, you? When did this is, one come into your field of vision? This is the first uh, foreign film that I studied in school, and uh, we were also talking about movies and society and how it impacted society. And mm-hmm. I think what's uh, hit me the most was the whole uh, censoring the movies, because growing up, my mom would always shield me away from like kissing scenes and <laughs> or give me like dirty looks when i looked at them oh that's funny. and so like i didn't even i didn't even know that movies were allowed to have nude scenes in theaters for the longest time it was just like so like when, when i saw him like the way he looked at movies uh when he saw like all the stuff that was taken out was like Oh, like this is what the movie's like when it's fully intact, you know. Like this is <laughs> you're supposed to view these movies with the intention of how the like the director wanted you to see it and unless it's the three hour version in which Which case, is highly ironic is that they censor the whole yeah, third yeah, of yeah. this movie. And the way Miramax wants you to see it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Mir- again, Miramax wasn't wrong yeah. based on the yeah. financial yeah. you know, yeah. what they were looking for, but Harvey yeah. scissor hands. And that's why he put out the director's <laughs> cut because he wants you to see what his vision was it makes you it um, makes you wonder though like does it matter like maybe would you rather see what was intended like does it no if no it doesn't always work <laughs> in this case i, but, I have to agree but with. it's almost like it's almost like the the one that was recut the miramax one is like isn't real you know? It's just as real. It's what we experience. It gives you a it's different context, outlook. Yeah, I tell you what. Almost every film I've seen, I've always liked the theatrical version better than the director's cut. When but, I told you I was reading yeah. about the two films that I didn't know existed, um, that one of the critics I read about, I read his version about you know why it was better to see the the um, Miramax cut, yeah. and he said the same thing about Apocalypse Now. Yeah. He said, don't watch the long version. He said, sometimes it's okay to see what the director wanted, but you're not going to get the same kind of thing. And it's heresy, but I also like the um, I also like the theatrical version of the original Blade Runner. But one that really makes me angry is... With the, the narration? Yeah, with the narration. Mm-hmm. And I also really like the original version of the um, Sam Peckerpaul's The Wild Bunch. Everything they added to that film was so unnecessary. I didn't, I didn't know there was a director's... All you see now cut? is the director's cut. The original cut was much better. It was smoother. 
the uh, director's cut added some backstory scenes. You, you know how we love the backstory. Right. And uh, that are, were so unnecessary. And they actually added raised more questions than they answered it. They were just so unneeded. Well, I told you about that payback movie, the Mel Gibson. Yeah. That was uh, same idea. There was a director's version, original director's version, and then Mel Gibson's version. And they're entirely different. Well, one film and, I would love to see the director's version of and um, was that Nicole Kidman, um, Craig, uh, what Daniel Craig version of Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I think it was oh, called Invasion. Yeah. Mm. They the had a director the who did the um, that Hitler movie, the Bunker movie, the Older Gang, um, you know, the one with, you know, that was such a great Hitler movie, you know. You know, if you like Hitler movies, that's definitely one to go with. Who was Bruno Gantz played? Oh, in? yeah. It was Downfall. Downfall Down, is yeah, great. Yeah, in German, it was the Uder guy. That sounds like you came in off Skype or a phone. <laughs> yeah. that, that is amazing. You're welcome. You know, so <laughs> that, he, did, he directed uh, the Al is at a different version. location. Sorry, we should have told everybody that. He's actually at a different location. You know, He's in a bunker. Me, Invasion of a Body Snatchers is a film that couldn't be destroyed. Their first version was great. Oh, the 70s great. version with Donald Sutherland was great. Fantastic. Even I hate Abel Ferreira, but his version called Body Snatchers was great. Yeah. And then, so when this one's coming out with that German director, I'm thinking, oh man, I can't wait to see it. But apparently, they kicked him off once he finished his film <laughs> and like spent months reshooting it. And then they, they have wow. an Invasion of Body Snatchers movie with a freaking happy ending. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like... It's a dark. It's a dark film. It's a dark story. You know that's the the well, dark thing about it, it is is that they're going to lose. It gets know? back to, and and what what Matt said earlier about who's financing the film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't realize the producer just is throwing money at it. Yeah. Boom. But somebody's mm-hmm. some got of them it, are. Some, some of them are. right. Yeah. Somebody's deciding that you know this isn't working. I'm paying for this. I want this out or that yeah. out. And who is deciding that? I mean, it's got to be the most frustrating thing. Now. In this case, it worked out for this guy. Yeah. They said, cut it, or it's not going up. Yeah. He cut it, and he wins all the awards. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be a little bit frustrating for him, yeah. right? Because his instinct was to go the other way. Yeah. And it turns out this one was much better. Well, you know, film is, you know, uh, film is a collaborative business. You know, and everybody gives the director the auteur, but, you know, I know a lot of films I've worked on, it's really the producer or the writer or even an actor is the auteur, you know? A lot of the films I worked on, the director is like brought in a week or two before the short, you know, before the shoot. And so it was sort of like, it's not his vision. He's handed right. a script right. and he shoots it. And then it comes up a film by whoever the guy's name is. And it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know, you're you talking no... about what? Television stuff? Or you talking no, about movie, film? Some, films, film? some of the films I did. You know, the directors came in. A lot of directors and... for hire then? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And most directors, um, most directors do not write their stuff. I'm. I don't know whether um, he wrote this movie. Um, what's his name? Totori? Giuseppe. Uh, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know Italian. If I, if I knew what it was, I'd probably be able to pronounce it correctly. I don't know Italian, so I can't tell you. But <laughs> yeah. I should know. Um, you want to know who, who directed? Yeah. You know, just one thing. If you want to be able to speak Italian or pronounce it correctly, just one thing you have to know. G-L. Whenever you hear G-L... Don't pronounce the G. Giuseppe it's like Torantore. A, how, what's Torantore. It for? Torantore. Giuseppe okay. Torantore. But just pronounce the G L as if it was L L as in Middleum, and then you'll always do fine in Italy. That's uh, good. Uh, good to know. Okay. Yeah. And C C I is chi. Yeah, C C G. Not C like my my. my and family. also pronounce the eyes like E's and the E's like eyes. Okay. If those are those are the only three things you take away from this podcast, <laughs> and please see this movie, but see the two the two hour, hour version. No, I you know what I I want to see the three. I don't know if I want to sit for three hours, but I wouldn't mind seeing the three hour version in context of seeing the, the first one first. Right? I've got yeah. that's in my brain. Exactly. I wish I had seen the the two hour version first. first. Yeah. See, you'll not un- you, I don't think you'll ever enjoy the two-hour version. No, the way because we- I can't <laughs> unsee right. what I've seen. Right. I that's, can't that's watch things. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can't. I can't see it without thinking of all the scenes that were cut. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, it's a good experiment. It's a not experiment, but that's a good. It's just great film-wise that that yeah. that, that 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 can happen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we can all have a different experience based on the the the, uh, the one hour in a film. Yeah. Well, I'm actually make the glad. Whole I mean, I'm I'm 
you know, saying don't watch it, but but I'm glad I watched the three hour because this brought up a really inter- interesting discussion. Like when in the beginning of the podcast, you you referred to this movie as ha- being sort of corny. Yeah. Not my version of the movie oh, at really? all. You know, yeah. not corny in the least. Yeah, once you start having sex with the prostitute. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And, and, and he wasn't just a man. He was a, a bull. A bull. Yeah. And I, I was like, ooh, re- ooh. <laughs> well, you know, like the old just... lady who's taking like every every young good looking guy's virginity. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, she she they should have built a movie around her. <laughs> well, no, she was just she standing guys. in the back, and she just like yeah. called guys over, yeah. and you know. Well, but but appropriately enough, he did lose his virginity in the cinema. Yeah, <laughs> he did. Yeah, <laughs> that's right with her, yes. the prostitute. Yes. Yeah, right. Which yeah, you know, I'm glad we left isn't that, that every young boy's yeah. dream? Yeah. So. <laughs> There's nothing like that first love. <laughs> There's nothing like that first prostitute. All right. So I think uh, I think we did a good job with this one, given there are two versions of this film. And yes. uh, it's good that we have an expert for the three-hour version and an yeah. expert for the two-hour version. <laughs> Hassan, you picked a good movie, I think. Thank you. I think you did a nice job. Don't watch um, the three-hour. Don't watch It will fun. crush you. <laughs> I think you should. Do you uh, have it on DVD? I do. I have both versions. Can you send it to us? Yeah, of course. I, I think... I mean, when he I said, when you, when so he says send it for you, you mean physically hand it. it. I think he's saying, can I borrow your DVDs? That's yeah. exactly what he's saying. Right. Absolutely. No, there was no, we are not, uh, no, we no. are not uh, uh, advocating anything but borrowing the DVD. But actually, yeah, like you said, I think with any of you who've seen just the two-hour version, watching the three-hour, you will be able to separate the two. Whereas but you can't do it the I other can, way. Exactly. Yeah, you that's can't. Inter- isn't that fascinating? That's yeah. that's it fascinating. Is. Can you imagine being Giuseppe and then creating this autobiographical work and then having someone tell you, mm, your life is too depressing, bro. Cut it down. <laughs> he won an Oscar. Uh, and uh, Khan, Doesn't sound right? too depressing anymore, does but it? See, and that, but see, well, that's like, interesting. What? He won the Oscar, but at the end of the movie, um, the character of Toto is being told by the assistant, one of the women who's working with him, oh, we've already seen, you've won an award for this film, he and he doesn't, he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't care. Well, well, I had a similar experience. I'm pretty sure he cares after he got the Oscar. Oh, boy. Here we when go. I wrote my book, my memoir, <laughs> The Promise, or the pros and cons. Oh, of my God. Let God. me see that. Look at that. It has my picture it has on the front. Your whole face on the front. Yeah. <laughs> that if, is advertising. If anything is right going to discourage sales of a book, it's my face <laughs> on the cover. And, uh, the pros and cons of Tom Or as God. seen on Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. Yeah. So, that might hurt it, too. The funny thing is, so that's, a, that's a memoir to have people sitting there saying, okay, cut this out. It doesn't fool yeah, with the story. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, the, the, the manuscript I ultimately that got published, I don't know how many pages the actual book is, but the manuscript that got published was 250 pages. The original that I wrote was 350 pages. So almost wow. say, almost you know, a third of the, of the wow. um, book was cut out. So most part, of it was crap, though. So I was gonna- <laughs> Imagine God telling you to behold your wife. Yeah. Then you See, didn't this, marry her. Yeah. You'd probably find it somewhat disco- disconcerting. disconcerting. Yeah. Sean, Sean Paul Murphy certainly did. Yeah. God, I love it when they bah, use all three bah, of mine. Well, you know as an editor, too, can you imagine if, if someone just let you keep cutting a film or a TV show, mm-hmm. you would take all the time in the world. Yeah. You always feel like you're rushed to get it done, yeah. and you just wish you had mm-hmm. right that extra time to do. And sometimes that ruins what you've done. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That the first instinct mm-hmm. is actually the right instinct. Mm-hmm. In this case, it wasn't for various other reasons. I think he probably, obviously, if he put out the director's cut, uh, to show everybody what it was, he felt very strongly about that three-hour version. Yeah, and he was mm-hmm. displaying but it to the public. Commercially and financially, it turns out the two-hour version is the one that actually made the money for everybody. It's just such right. an interesting business that we deal with, where you're constantly putting out creative stuff, and you're constantly being told that's got to go, that's got to go, that's got to go. That you're constantly being compromise it, everywhere and it's sometimes it's it amazing anything because gets made. of time right. yeah this is too long no one's right. going to sit in a theater like most movies nowadays that are released are not much longer than two hours yeah sometimes you it's know? not good and it has to be cut and you just can't tell because you're too close to it well there's yeah. that there's that yeah. problem yeah but yeah. uh 
Yeah, most movies now are getting longer, though. Don't you yeah. think they were going beyond two hours? Some, yeah. Like this podcast? Yeah. How long are we Are we, we're are we near are we're, the end of this one? We're within the hour. We're good. We're okay. good. We're bought up against it. Uh, we're about to shut. The satellite's about to shut down, so we're going to hurry up. Yeah. So, uh, so this is a good one. I have to go out and clean the kitchen. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. What? Not for us. Oh, for Mojo. Yeah, not for us. We're yeah. fine. Uh, so barrel wise, Hassan, we do we rate by. Originally, this podcast was going to be Jaws theme, and we couldn't do that, so we're sticking with our yellow barrels. Oh, okay. Okay, five okay. yellow barrels is the top prize. So Hassan, what do you give this movie? This is a five for me version. for the two hour version. Five. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to give it a five. I'm going to give it five barrels on the original, even though there's this time watching it, there was disconcerting those two, those, the um, line from Alfredo's wife. And then the mother's expression made me wonder about it, which is how I found out about the three hour version. Cause I was trying to wonder what the, what the hell was, but the, you're still giving it yeah, a five. I'm still giving it a five, this version. Cause I, okay. this was a very moving okay. film. Mojo? I'm going to give the two hour version, which I have not seen, but I am sure I would have enjoyed much more. I'm going to give that five. Wow. Barrels. Look at that. Um, however, the three, hour, the three hour version, I am going to give like one and a half. But no, Ooh. I'd probably give it two barrels. Wow. Wow. Because it's such it, it was. Yeah, I wish I had seen the movie you guys saw. Yeah. I really well, you, do, you, you and, can it, never not, know. and not and not because everything has to end all happy, and not because it has to be nostalgic. Just because what I saw was so different. Yeah, it's such a good experiment, though. I really yeah. do. I'm going to give it four. I'm going to be the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I the, the corniest was too corny for me, and I know yeah. that's Italian. I, I guess it's foreign. Yeah. Yeah. They really go overboard with all the you know quirkiness, mm-hmm. um, but that's it's still. And and I hadn't seen it in eighty. I had, this is the first time I saw it when we decided to do this. And, you hadn't uh, seen it before? No. And I knew about it. I knew about the editing out of the stuff, and yeah. I knew about the scene at the end. Uh, and it's still when it happened. When that scene came up at the end, it still got me. I just thought mm-hmm. that was... Every time. Yeah, I thought that mm-hmm. was fantastic. And see, and, I will never want to see the end scene again. Honestly. I mean, amazing. I was watching it on my phone um, when I was heading to trivia semifinals. But anyway, um, and I, I, I just see it differently. That's I, I see it's well, so, but I think was, that was interesting. Yeah. I think this was really. That's why movies are what they are. That's yeah. why it's such a great experience yeah. to uh, to share this stuff. Al, do you have any opinion coming in at the end? I would like to see the two-hour version of this film. Yes, yes, <laughs> he, he I, I agree. <laughs> that's Alan, our offside. And bunker. then, if you want to see the three-hour version, you can watch it after the two-hour version, and it will not be ruined for you for eternity. I think I'll just stick to the two-hour version. <laughs> <laughs> Although he's he's, you know, you do like negative stuff, so you might like the three-hour. I I, I like. Is it, is it soul crushing? Because if it's soul crushing, then I'll definitely. I don't check think it it's out. soul crushing. I don't think. Well, I it's mean, the part at the end where Toto is like is. is like well, has maybe. the chains on him, and then they tear his flesh <laughs> apart, <laughs> and he says, "Jesus, Jesus wept." Oh yeah. my God! We just uh, previewed a, a upcoming, or maybe a past podcast. We don't yeah. know where we are. We don't know what order is coming. We're all screwed up timeline wise. He's wearing the shirt. He again. picked um Hellraiser for show us him, to show watch. Show your shirt. Show him your shirt. Can't see it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> What's that character's name? Pinhead. 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 Yeah. Everybody knows Pinhead. All right. That was awesome. That was a good one. It was a good mix, and I think we learned a little bit about that film too. So yeah, that awesome. was good. All right. Thanks so for thanks me. everybody. We'll see you again. Thanks for thanks for you. All right. Please join us next time as we discuss the film The Night Watchman with one of its stars, Ken Arnold, and check out our website, yippiekayemotherpodcast.com. dot